It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to a week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I'm going very well, Connor. I actually owe you a thank you, in fact. Oh. Uh, because as a truck goes by the window. <laughs> so... <laughs> Strange start to the thank you, but please yeah. go on. Is that now how all your thank yous start? Uh, <laughs> no, so I told you before, I went to karaoke over the weekend. Yeah. And we came across a musical round in karaoke. And instantly, all musicals in the world left my head. Yeah, of course. But we used to be on the radio. Yes. And before many of the radio shows that we did, <laughs> we would play The Greatest Show from The Greatest Showman. <laughs> Of course. And so... Yes. You absolutely saved me in the musical round, because I would not have known any other musical under the sun. (laughs) What, we're singing in the rain? That's not a... Oh, that is a... Fuck! Did you just literally say to me, singing in the rain, it's in a musical? I don't want to be on your team. It's a song in a film, surely. It's it's a movie with music in it. That doesn't make... Every movie has music in it, Connor. Well, yeah, but not people singing in the movie. What about uh, Magic Mike? Hmm? 
Channing Tatum turns to the camera and just starts <laughs> monologuing. I mean, if I did that in karaoke, that might be a different story. <laughs> this is weird news, by the way, Sean. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. Mm-hmm. You're about to read them all out to me, a man who has been too busy singing his heart out to look at any weird news. Comment. This, I think these intros are getting worse. <laughs> no, no, we found a format now. It's great. <laughs> format is wait till the start record and just say what you did that day. <laughs> just see what happens. <laughs> see what happens. Um, so, look, as this weird news, Sean, what I wanted to do was start off this week with... It's a pretty big competition. It's it's the world championship. Well, it's, it is a championship of a competition that the first year ever it's ever ran. Oh. Um, and I think we might be getting a new competition. What what are some of the ones we've encountered on this show? We've um, had uh, the knob toss. That was a, that was a favourite. Uh, we've had the wheel, wheel the, the the cheese downhill racing. True. We've had the pantomime horse race. Had the uh, people dressed uh, up as pantomime horses and just ran in yeah, the race, but there was, was two of them. Early doors classic. Early door. Uh, um, we the had podcast. the one a few weeks ago where you had to race a horse across cross country and nobody had ever beaten the horse. Oh, it was man versus horse. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, well, this this week, Sean, I've got a brand new competition coming to Scotland because what we have is the first Scottish tree-hugging championships. Not what I expected from Scotland, I'm going to be honest. Because yeah, we also had one where it was the drunk marathon in Australia. That's yes. where I was leaning once the Scots were involved. Um, so... I, I tried to find so much information about this and it was literally like I found it's one of those where I seen the headline and they were like oh the first Scottish tree hugging championships took place over this weekend yeah. and I was like boom okay cool I want to know everything alright the show writes like, itself I, I want to know everything about it and it's one of those where all they kept doing was uploaded images and I'm like it's an audio platform lads I can't just tell them what's in the image give me something to work <laughs> so, with Scotland so this is like an amalgamation of three different articles just any pieces of information that I could find in regards to this competition this is a lot of research for one story and weird they news they really wanted to keep it under wraps for some reason <laughs> I'd really try and get the word out more that's so than keep it hidden yeah because tree hugging sounds like quite a noble sport, mm. you know, given the times we live in, Connor. So the events in question, Sean, I, I know what you're thinking. How do you actually win a tree hugging competition? Well, there's several different things. There's speed hugging. Most trees hugged in one minute in a clearly marked area, hugging as many trees as possible, each hug lasting a minimum of five seconds. That's just running into trees <laughs> is what that is. <laughs> How do you train? Number two, dedication. Most dedicated hug showing presence, intention, love and respect of a specific tree of the participant's choice, lasting a maximum of one minute. At the moment, maximum yeah. Because otherwise, lads, it's going to get out of hand. How someone committed had are you sex to this with tree? A tree sure. Absolutely <laughs> someone had sex with a tree and like the trials, the heats that they had. <laughs> That's not even fucking love. Just That's like nothing but lust. Yes, there's there's no fucking romance there, boys. <laughs> um, and if you get through those two pretty strong competitions, they're the first two events, then it comes down to the last event. That is freestyle. That's most creative hug. Style oh. open to participants' own interpretation. One tree only, lasting a maximum of one minute, Sean. That is freestyle. So... 
whatever you can think of how, in a way how, to hug a tree. How do you freestyle? Because I imagine like freestyle hugging a tree would be dis- similar to freestyle hugging anything mm. in that there's only really one way to hug something. <laughs> so what, like, I'm thinking, and here's how I would do it, right? Yeah. I'd find a nice sturdy tree and I would go, why are you laughing? I would go, <laughs> like a regular First hug. of all, why would you find a non-sturdy tree? <laughs> I want the shittest little twig. But wouldn't that show dedication if you hugged the smallest, most feeble tree, Connor? But that's not in the freestyle competition, Sean. That's in the dedication style. Sorry, sorry. It's in the dedication round. Uh, But the freestyle, I would go like uh, like a regular hug, but I'm horizontal. I'm on my side hugging the tree. I'm also 60 metres in the air. It's a very big tree. (laughs) Could also serve for the dedication round, I'll be honest. (laughs) So hang on, you're, you're 60 metres in the air, up the, yeah. up the tree, yeah. and do you climb up vertically and then 60 metres up change to a horizontal position? I think, I think that's the only way to do it, because otherwise mm. it's a very Otherwise you might look ridiculous. Otherwise, what yeah. are you doing, Sean? <laughs> so, my response to that would be, that would take serious core strength to like... Get that twist without losing grip. How are you gonna? Yeah. How are you gonna do that? I'll just be grand, you know. I'll just, just figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> just be grand, like. Connor. Can I not stress how much? Like you are assuming I don't already have this core strength. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Oh, right. Okay, because of everything you know about me. Of everything no, I know that you've ever said. <laughs> I mean, okay. If I can't do my sixty meter in the air horizontal hug. I guess it's got to be an upside down hug, but low to the ground. Oh, that's a good one. Maybe like yeah. you backflip into the hug. Oh, but if you fuck it up, you just face plant a tree. That's see, that's the problem. You gotta, see, this is the thing. So freestyle is freestyle. That's where you get the most marks. And the competition judges, and I love the description that they put in for the competition judges, which, once again, couldn't find anything other than this one line, which was, the tree-hugging championships will be judged by a panel of independent judges who have an interest in trees. (laughs) Right. So, okay, okay. Let's do, okay, let's figure out these judges then. So, how many judging positions? Say three. Uh, hang on, there's yeah, Louise Emsley, Kate Willis, and Nick Goddard. Okay. I'm going to guess what these people's actual jobs are. Okay. And that Go one of it. them is going to be an arborist, just someone who works with trees. One of them, Ooh. I want to say sex therapist, <laughs> uh, because of the intimacy involved. Because of the wood. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is like an environmental rights person. Ooh. Like a Greenpeace style representative. We've got a Green Health Ranger. I'll um, take that. <laughs> a Green Party Councillor. That's and, sexy. And Ard, Ardnar Merkin. I don't have no idea what that is. Um, and I have a journalist and nature based eco artist. Okay. I think I get full marks there. <clears throat> I'd give you more than full marks, I'd give you 15,000. Billion marks. Is that because of my hugging ability, Connor? No. <laughs> we famously never hugged. <laughs> here's, the, here's the issue with this, right? Alistair Furt, he won. He lives locally um, and he figured out the most inventive way of hugging a tree. 
but okay. it never tells us what he did. So I What's feel the like point? the more the mystery, the more it adds to what the fuck and how do you win the hug, the tree hugging competition. But here's the thing is that even if this was a competition about hugging humans, I don't know how you have the most creative hug is the thing. And speed hugging round one, like you're just getting through them at that stage. Like, and each hug has to last a minimum of five seconds. Minimum that's five. that's even like I've had like five seconds can can be too long for certain. That's hugs, almost Connor. too intimate. It's for, almost for an Irish person. <laughs> just get married at that point, lads. <laughs> Jesus Christ! If I'm hugging anyone for more than five seconds, call it off. I mean, just yeah. give me a ring. I'm either dying or drunk <laughs> at that point. <laughs> drunk, more likely. That's Man, I thought. fucking love you. Man, I swear. <laughs> no, that's a firm grasp of the back of the head, is what that oh, kind of yeah. conversation requires. And would you say like a little bum tap? Well, just I'll give a little bum tap, <laughs> just on occasion. Consensually, of course. I do have actually a friend that the more he drinks, the yeah. more he will tell you that he loves you. But like, at the start, it just becomes like he walks up, lad, you're looking well. Like you're yeah. looking well tonight, right? So that's after one drink. Two drinks is fucking hell, Jez. You've been doing really well at work recently, haven't you? You've been actually doing something. Like, it just gets more and more positive. He's just bigging you up the whole time. <laughs> after like six, he's like, I genuinely think we're going to be best friends for life. Like, I just, I, th- I think it's the best. And he's like, hugging you. Keep that person around, okay? <laughs> there's excellent. other people who are the opposite. They're like, you fucking bastard. So I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Bring yeah, him yeah. out on the night out. Whatever you want, you whatever yeah. makes you happy to say, that's okay. <laughs> but you all, you can always tell, like if you arrive to the pub late, like, yeah, oh, he's had four. <laughs> he's at hugging. <laughs> Jez, I, I'm going to leave now before he gets into full on shifting. <laughs> can you explain shifting, people? Please, oh, Sean? shifting is imagine making out, but somehow more messy. Is Just, what shifting? It's the is. Irish version of making out. It's yeah, it's it's gone through various terms over the years. When I was like a teenager, it was meeting. Like, yeah, will you? That used to be a thing when I was young as well. So, like, if instead of saying "Are you like snogging or making out?" or like, "Are you meeting them?" Which yeah, grammatically just means yeah, I, I met them. Like, Are you encountering I, this person? I, have yes, I, I ran am. into them in the street. Yes, I did meet them. But if you said that as a fifteen-year-old here and say, "Oh, I met them," they yeah. ever oh like fuck. a oh a lad in my school. A lad in my school, God help him. We, it, like we were, it, there was just, it was before class started, so people were just chattering. There was just noise, and then it all went deathly silent. Just all of the conversations happened to cease at once. Oh no! And he just said, "Oh no, I met my mother in town." <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh, you poor fucker! He oh, didn't he's deserve ruined. it. <laughs> he's done. He met his own mother, God help There's him. There's no coming back. <laughs> Which, by the way, in any other country, that's a completely fine sentence. That's Absolutely a fine, fine thing to say. Yeah. Lovely. How how was your day with your mother? Yeah. You but know? In, in, in whatever age group we grew up in, in that particular time, that phrase is, that's a death sentence. You're, you're done. Oh, this was like, this was, I think, second year of school. And even like, well. say, shifted. So that then got re- that meeting got replaced by shifting, which once again, international listeners, just means you've picked a human up and put them somewhere else. Yes. Did you, did you shift her? You'd say you? yes, but that in any other country means I picked her up and I, and I put her, her from <laughs> one her location there. to another. But, and look, look, uh, I, I think it's still shifting at the minute. I think that's still 
the, mm. the, the language of the youth. But I'll be honest, Connor, I don't fucking know We anymore. could totally do a whole episode of just breaking down the stupidest Irish phrases that make that'd be no fascinating. sense. I think that'd yeah. be great to do. And it would also explain some of the things that we just say offhand on this podcast. I've, uh, last week, I think I, or a few weeks ago, I said the word, oh, it was in the press. Now, anywhere else in the world, Sean, mm. that makes no sense. That means you are in the newspaper if you're in the press. <laughs> but if I said to you, I have some milk in the press, what would that mean? That would mean you have milk in the cupboard. Yes. Which is a very strange place to keep milk, I will be honest, Connor. I want it fucking lumpy. <laughs> I like to chew my milk. <laughs> I like to have it go down with a bit of a chew. Um, but that is, yeah, that's our, our word for cupboard. Don't know why, just, just is. Yeah, we, and then a say like an airing cupboard, uh, like a place where you'd have like the water tank in the house. That's called a hot press. A hot because press. it gets hot. It's a hot and it's a press. Which, if you refer back to the previous thing, <laughs> it means cupboard. Very efficient with the language, the Irish. <laughs> so, Sean, tree hugging competition. I mean, what round most interests you? Are, are we taking speed hugging, dedication, or freestyle? I think speed hugging, I will do damage to myself. So I want to just annihilate that straight away. Yeah. Dedication, I think, I'll be honest, going into the competition, I know I'm not dedicated enough. Showing presence, intention, love and respect are the four things the judges are looking for. I mean, like, that's a lot to show to a tree with, I assume, the whole town watching you as well. <laughs> you did feel a bit awkward. Yeah, like like public displays of affection aren't my thing anyway. But when yeah. it's against a tree mm. and all of the boys are watching, and how do you, <laughs> the crew of my <laughs> la familia? <laughs> um, how do you even practice? Yeah, you find a tree, I suppose. You find a tree, uh, but I mean, speed trip hugging. I mean, I, I you have to just like for all of the three rounds. It has to be the right tree, mm. you know, because if you're hugging like like a Christmas tree, like a, like a pine, that's needly. You know, you're not going to want that. Why did I hug the nettle tree? <laughs> First oh, <no>. one. <laughs> the, and then like you hug an oak. That's sturdy. Not a yeah. lot of room to work with, though. No. What, what you're looking for is like a like a like a like a birch, you know, <laughs> and it's kind of like it's slightly flexible. Uh you know also, what, though? I think you could be a good manager for, like, somebody taking part in this. <laughs> like, I want to be, be, like, like, I wanna be like Phil in Hercules. <laughs> no, you Adrian. Just, <laughs> yeah. And I'm just coaching, being like, no, you got to really put your heart into the you gotta tree. got to go for the birch, boy. you got to go for the birch, otherwise See, you're laughing stuff. Yeah, because what I would do with the birch, because a birch, if you do it in, like, the summer, it's, mm. A birch is full of water. I've told this on the podcast before, but yeah. you can like drink from a birch tree during the summer. It's yeah, but great. you wouldn't though. Yeah, but you would though because if you're, you're dying, if you're dying of thirst, right? Yeah, but where am I dying that there's going to be if a you, birch tree beside if you have me? Nothing but a hand <laughs> drill and a birch tree. A you are not going to die of thirst. Fully Shut charged. Up. <laughs> if you have nothing but a fully charged hand drill and a birch tree, you're in luck, lad. You'll also need a straw and maybe a bottle to collect the water. Yeah, because where else are you going to put it in your hands? No. Well, maybe you could do. That would be dedication. It's a waste. Uh, but I would hug the tree, turn around, uh, stab into it. All the water would pour over me like Maniac 2000. And then then I'm winning, you know. 
Um, for example, a competitor can hug a tree with his legs, while others can decide to hug it while facing backwards. That's not a hug. <laughs> Isn't the tree um, spooning you with the that tree, point? The tree would be the big spoon in that yeah. scenario. Hmm. Mm, See, not big spooning that. is different from hugging. Oh, if it's the spooning competition, Jesus, yeah. that's a different oh, you're story. In. They don't get oh. into a forking competition with the tree, but the spooning oh, competition. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, lads. <laughs> Just, you can't be saying that, Connor. It's uh, a family the really show. world champion Stefania D revealed that tree hugging always calms her down whenever she's in turmoil. I feel really great. I did not expect to win two years in a row. I use nothing but my own energy and what I get from the trees. It calms me down. She's an so, Italian woman. So she hasn't used just her own energy then. She's also taking some energy from the trees, she's freely admitted. <laughs> One of the trees is called steroids. I'm taking the steroid tree in energy. Do you think steroids would make you better at hugging people? I don't think it would make you better. I think... What? You need some, maybe Viagra? You need some to make you more interested. <laughs> but if it's a casual hug, Connor, Viagra no, is not going to make the dedication. experience better. I, no, I th- no I, I don't think Viagra would be dedication. It wouldn't help you in the speed road, admittedly. You'd have no. to run with it. <laughs> Jeez, there'd be no, there'd be no speed. There'd be no movement at all. So well, there'd be some movement, careful. but... <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> the world, the 2022 World Tree Hugging Championships is slated for Saturday, August 20th in Finland, Sean. So oh, we will have oh. an update um, when the World Championships take place. What are you doing on Friday, the 19th of August? Not going to this. Shit! <laughs> I can tell you okay. that. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and this is a big one. And this, I feel like we've talked about a lot recently. Um, okay. But Bigfoot. You're oh, Bigfoot, okay. A Bigfoot. Um, we had a sighting not too long ago. Well, well I, say, I say sighting, it was the worst footage I've ever seen. Another but. Bigfoot sighting has been made just days after a video footage of an unidentified mammal was seen in the same area, sparking the fact that more sightings could mean the mythical beast could finally be real, Sean. Now, I know what you're thinking. All these sightings, surely someone gets a HD image. Wrong, right? Oh, We've got you beat long me to distance. The punch. <laughs> We've got blur. And by Jesus, do we have multiple sightings of things in the distance not quite able to see perfectly. Is this something that I'll have to Google to look at? Um, yes. So okay. we have Donnie Hicks, who owns a farm in Tennessee, where a spate of Bigfoot sightings have recently been made, including a half-man, half-dog creature that was caught on camera, which well, we that discussed. Was dog man, first that of all, That was dog Bigfoot. man, that's different. Um, he was unnerved recently when he noticed that animals were going missing from the farm, and he couldn't explain what had happened to them, Sean, but then he seen the creature... He has no idea what it is, but he's scared for his life. (laughs) Why? It could just be a regular animal. Or a man. One witness called it El Diablo Yeti. (laughs) The Devil Yeti, I believe that translates to. (laughs) El Diablo Yeti. But is, like, Tennessee seems very far south for a Mm. Bigfoot to be. Well, uh, what do you think the you think the environment isn't right, like the atmosphere? No, like generally he's like, like the the, the Canada, generally. like the Rocky Mountains. Just in terms of everything I know about Bigfoot, yeah, 
Like he's 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 much more north because he's covered in hair. So he wants to True. be cool. Connor. You don't want to be anywhere near Florida. No, you, it's you'll, all, you'll burn up. Oh, you'll be dripping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now you see, Donnie has shared a, a picture of the beast with Bigfoot tourists in the hope of identifying the huge bipedal animal. Um, bipedal means walks on two legs. Does it? Yeah. There we I go. It was something to do with a bike. I told the Facebook. <laughs> All bikes are bipedal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus, this Bigfoot's going on the Tour de France. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Um, talking to Facebook, Donnie wrote, I am new here to Facebook, he means. But something is going on in the middle of Tennessee with several alleged and rumoured sightings of Bigfoot. Is this what I think it is or could be? It is not my photo, but from a farmhand that sent it to me since all my chickens are missing, he said. Sorry. Yes. I found the photo, Connor. It's from a long distance away. This is the worst one. (laughs) That's horrendous. It's clear evidence. It's right there, Sean. No, it looks like... It looks like nothing. Like, it looks like... Imagine... Okay, imagine an arrow pointing to the side. And it's that. And very small and blurry, but far away. It could be a man. It could be a stick. Yeah. Like, there's also no legs I can see visible in the picture. Like, um, he could yeah. have dust on his lens. <laughs> he could, but he also could have Bigfoot. So they're the two options. They're the only there's, two I, options. I don't see any feet in the picture, Connor, I'll be honest. <laughs> That's the one thing Bigfoot has. The one thing um, he's known for. Well, all of his chickens are missing, Sean. Explain that. He left the fucking coop open, you know? I don't know what to do or think here, he said. Mm. He added in the comments, I truly don't know, but I am remounting my game cameras in new pasture locations. My farm manager is completely freaked by El Diablo Yeti. Um, Donnie went on to say in another comment that the farm manager told him, I can no longer work on your farm. This is too much for that, that man was looking for a reason. He to quit. wanted any fucking he was hating that job. He wanted to leave weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, but he just he couldn't give an excuse, he couldn't give notice, all this kind of mm. stuff. Suddenly, Devil Yeti appears. <laughs> Time to go, says I. The image is blurry, but appears to show what looks like a figure standing behind a fence in the distance. <laughs> Which could only be Bigfoot. <laughs> it's difficult to gauge how large the figure is, Sean, but it does seem taller than the fence in the image. No, but that's the, but 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 no, it doesn't actually, in my opinion, because it looks like it's far away, oh. like with perspective, Connor. Yeah, these cows are small. These cows are far away. The very same, but this yeah. one's about not even Bigfoot. This doesn't look like anything. I can't. I've just been staring at it the whole time. I can't well, fathom. It. Well, one person shared a similar experience. Shot writing: Bigfoot eats my chickens! Exclamation mark! As many as twelve in one night! Another exclamation mark! And they were up in a tree. Wait. What? <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Let's just let's just analyze that again. Um, yeah, let's break so that down. It's a, it's a Facebook comment, so we're gonna have to just really try and nail on to what Granny's saying here. So she says. Bigfoot eats my chickens. Simple statement. Standard opening. As many as 12 in one night, Bigfoot's hungry. Okay. Fair play to him. And they were up in a tree. Now, why are your chickens in a tree? Why are they not in a coop? 
Um, maybe don't put your chickens in a tree. What, maybe. Uh, what? No, 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 in Barbara's fairness, I just want to put this. What if she didn't originally have the chickens in a tree? Bigfoot put them in the tree. What if that's what's going <laughs> what's on What's Bigfoot doing in the tree? That Look, that's beyond the scope of this discussion, Connor. <laughs> Bigfoot somehow climbed the tree. With his big feet. Yeah. With 12 chickens. Yeah, because the implication there is that Bigfoot, he either climbed the tree with 12 chickens perfectly and has yeah. done that for multiple nights. Yeah. Or every night he gets one chicken, mm. goes up into the tree, eats but the how, chicken, but, leaves it, but goes back what, down. What I gather is she put them in the tree. So... Well, she she's decided to put them in the tree and then she's surprised the next day when they're gone from the tree. I, I there's look, there's two different interpretations. But either way, I don't think you can blame Bigfoot for your chickens being gone. Because if she left them in the tree, first of all they're flightless birds. What the fuck are they meant to do? And second of all <laughs> Just cruel. It's just cruel. You're just putting... Yeah, you're putting a flightless bird up in the sky. It won't Go know on, what to fly do. fly away, you prick. Go on, fucking try me, boy. <laughs> You'll only die like your rest of your family. <laughs> the, uh, also, uh, I just, I'm on the uh, comments of the article I found, mm. and Mr. Anxiety has oh. commented, I'm on the fence with this one. Oh, well, look. Pretty yeah, good. And look, which is ironic for him. You would think he'd be more worried. <laughs> Mr. Anxiety, very chill about the whole affair. <laughs> You'd think he'd be a bit more stressed about, but, you know, possible Bigfoot. And then I think Devon Boy 123 is on our oh, side. Devon's going to know what's going on. Because uh, Devon says, the usual low quality and out of focus picture or video, like we always see with anything paranormal. Even though cameras have got better, the quality of any paranormal photo remains very poor and out of focus. <laughs> Devon, Devon's had enough. Devon, this was the line for Devon. <laughs> the line. He's like, this is the one I truly don't believe in. I haven't wanted to counteract that though, Sean, because Devon might have those thoughts. But somebody else said, they didn't think it was a Sasquatch at all, arguing that it's too small and offering different theories. Well, one of those theories, probably much more likely, is um, it's something possibly half in another dimension, uh, said another I'm sorry? commenter. So they said, obviously, a Sasquatch is too out of the ordinary. It's a bit wild. It's a bit dumb. It's a stupid yeah. theory. Um, I perhaps offer you an alternative uh, possibly something that's in another dimension and half coming true. Right, and what? what I, I, I suppose if it's something coming from another dimension, we wouldn't even know what to call it or what it would look like, Connor. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly it. And then another one said, "Not a, pff, that's not a Sasquatch." And I thought, oh. "We have hope. We have hope here." Yeah. After the dimension comment, maybe it's a Skinwalker. <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> I don't know which I believe more. <laughs> Aren't we all skinwalkers? In, yeah, like we are just, we are, yeah, we're just meat that's piled. We're, we're just bipedal skinwalkers. We're powered by electricity, it's fucked. Yeah, But yeah. what if it's an eagle in flight that was caught on a bad camera? Well, but what if the eagle's maybe coming from a different dimension? Oh, keep going. Yeah, no, that's, it. that's all I have. Oh, fair, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, they said others argued that the image was misleading and it actually showed something a large bird of prey sitting on top of the fence. 
Now? Mm. So suddenly Sean's eagle comment doesn't seem well, so Well, at the same time, El Diablo Yeti wouldn't just be a made-up phrase. I don't, I don't know if they'd make that up, Sean. I'm just, look, there's been multiple sightings in the last few weeks, and it started off as a joke, but every week that we get this, I'm becoming more and more likely these blurry, long-distance, not-really-able-to-see photos are just mounting up to completely counteract your ridiculous arguments. Have you ever seen... The Thomas the Tank Engine movie. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a. Yeah, I'm glad because that's going to make this way easier. Yeah. But there's a bit where uh, they need to believe in magic for magic to work. Yeah. I think if we keep talking about Bigfoot, <laughs> we're eventually going to summon him into existence. Maybe through some kind of other dimension. <laughs> Maybe. I don't want to say. I don't want to be the one to make that call. But I think it's a Thomas the Tank Engine movie situation we've got here. Right, okay. So, do you do you think we should talk about him more or less? I mean, I kind of want to meet him. I want him <laughs> on the pod, you know? See what his thoughts are. See what he thinks about comic book movie news. What do you think, what do you think about a hot press? <laughs> now, wait till we explain. So, he said he met his mother. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to believe this. <laughs> um, so, Sean, I feel like we need to move on for Bigfoot. Before we do, before we yes. do. Can I just say, uh, the website I was on suggested me another story after oh. the Bigfoot story. And it says, woman says, there's no rest as partner gets 100 erections each and every day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to know something? Well, I had that in the shortlist for this week's episode. <laughs> Oh, it's your your search history is messed up, like, my friend. Any article that you get recommended, I have seen. Okay, I have, and I have, and I have read it. And then I have, I've weighed it up against what else we have. And I'm like, okay, well, we only need a few. We don't need, like, fucking 15. Whatever yeah, we get yeah. to them. Um, so, yeah, that that story, by the way, if you click into it, all the images of that guy, he's smiling like a lunatic at every single one of them. Lad. I'm scrolling. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. She, she just looks tired. <laughs> she looks, she does, yeah. But God help her. She's doing her best. But... As the photos go, she gets more and more pissed off. In more them. and more pissed off. Oh, I'm just sick of it. I want to. I have an appointment. What's mad is that it's a round number, 100 every day. Anyway, we can we can move on from that. Did you keep just... for that? <laughs> we, we had actually we there was a story that didn't quite make it a few weeks ago, and um, mm-hmm. there was a guy who's been he's suing he's suing a restaurant because he had a meal there and he had to stop farting for five years. Jesus <laughs> people fart all the time though yeah no his thought was though that he he's farted to a reasonable amount before he had the sandwich and then after he's had the sandwich he's never stopped I think he might have a tapeworm or something I, like I, that. that's what my thoughts were as well so we didn't cover it but that just headline just made me laugh um, <laughs> we're moving on to our next piece of news and this is Sean I think this is a really good idea um, oh, no. Company is planning real-life Jurassic Park with woolly mammoths brought back to life. And um, this is a story we covered. I think the very, very start, like the bare bones of this, like a year and a half ago. I vaguely remember it. There was an article, a very small article, but it just was like they were thinking of bringing woolly mammoths back to life, yeah. and we were like. Isn't that weird? Well, now the company is planning a real-life Jurassic Park using the idea of bringing woolly mammoths back to life. What? Did they not watch or read any Jurassic (laughs) Park-based media? 
or any media where it's like, oh, this thing is bad. Don't make yeah. this thing. Yeah. And then they do it. They make the thing, Connor. Well, they think that it's going to help climate change. Um, How? I, I feel like, I don't know if bringing the mammoths back is going to help that. No, they didn't. The mammoths weren't the cause of the Ice Age. They were mm. a casualty of it. Also, if you make a fucking Jurassic Park, surely you're just going to drive more transport and travel into Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, so, actually, we do have a scientific reason, er, reason. So, the idea is that mammoths, as with elephants, are particularly adept at bashing down forests, which might, might not sound like a good idea, but it could help create large grasslands in the tundra of Siberia, which could help to preserve the permafrost beneath which huge amount of harmful gases and carbon are stored. So they're trying to keep the car- harmful gases and carbon that's stored underneath the ground, underneath the ground. That's also fair. What if we just stop drilling for oil? Would you ever shut Sorry, up? I didn't I'm mean I'm going to create a woolly mammoth as a reason. That's a much better and more cost-effective idea. <laughs> What's the upkeep on a woolly mammoth, though? <laughs> per mammoth. What's, what's the turnaround per mammoth? What do woolly mammoths eat? Are they, are they herbivores? Are they, are they carnivores? I'd say very similar to, very similar to elephants. Um, right. You, if, I, I don't know. Um, what if... What if... What if... We brought back. We, we just saved some of the animals that are f- nearly yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, that makes more sense. But what if we brought back a park that had woolly mammoths in it? And what if we get Jeff Goldblum to open it? Uh, the, the creatures went extinct around four thousand years ago. But Colossal, the company who's doing it, uh, believes they could play a vital role in preserving the future of our planet. No, um, they don't. They want to be the company that brought a woolly mammoth back to life. They don't care about the planet. The, the scientist George Church came out and said it would be a fucking cool way to protect the planet. <laughs> Jesus, George. Uh, look, you, you seem fairly hip and down with the kids. <laughs> um, it's going to take a while to get to Arctic rewilding. We're going to have our first few calves in four to six years, and it's going to take six to seven years before they can be truly self-sustainable and knocking down trees. So it's going to take a while. We need to be looking at solar and alternative energy sources. We need to be moving to electric. But, George, my my response is, what's powering your lab bringing yeah. these lads back? I imagine it takes a lot of energy. And if you want to ship them <laughs> to, like, the Arctic. Yeah. Like, what? how do you move a mammoth efficiently? <laughs> Slowly? It's... Why is... Why is I'm on their website? Yeah. Why is this the solution to climate? It's yeah, to bring I, a fucking woolly mammoth back to life. There's, there's definitely a way these smart people can use their time better. Absolutely. But they go through this whole thing, and it's a whole website, and it's just justifying their idea of bringing a woolly mammoth back to life. <laughs> <laughs> what about like should you bring a mammoth back to life or maybe just just as you said bring back animals that are dying like there's like four of them left in the world maybe bring yeah. a few of them back let, let the Sumatran tigers live a little bit longer why not <laughs> what the but, fuck are they doing though they're not cool what the fucking sorry what the fucking what what of the fucking 
like taglines they have on their website is that the mammoth is almost elephant. <laughs> what does that mean? Just make more elephants. Just the elephants are endangered. <laughs> also, George Church, by the way. The the scientist in charge looks exactly like you imagine him to look. Oh yeah, yeah. He looks like a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's just one of those where they're like, you know, George, you have all these fucking like you have so much stuff here. We could use these for really good things. And he's like, I bring it back, mammoths. They're like, yeah, but what if we bring it back, mammoths? Mammoths. <laughs> <Get the> fuck up. <laughs> Must acquire mammoths. Uh, <laughs> Also, apparently the Bitcoin billionaires are involved in this as oh, well. Lads. Oh, lads. Oh, All lads. your climate changes oh, for nothing. Lads. Oh, um, I hate this so much. Cool. Bringing, bringing the woolly mammoth back means bringing back a better Earth. But That's how? 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 I mean, I don't have anything rogue. against the mammoths, but it's like, it's like if there's a, like, there's a hole in the boat and then I take out a big bag of nachos. Now... People like nachos. Might be Love cool it. to have them. I don't know if it's going to be an issue. And I say, why don't we use the bag to fill the hole? They're like, well, there's probably better ways that we could do this. No, but I really want to use the bag to fill the hole. That's no, I, my I think the bag. Thing. I think the bag could actually be more effective, though, because then we all get nachos as well. Because how, how, how cool do you think nachos are? Wouldn't it be great if nachos solved the hole in the boat? I mean, it'd be easy. Be easy peasy. One of the guys is there, like, designing a plug. And I'm like, put that away. No point to waste your time. Yeah, this man has, a, like, a, a, a boat repair kit, like, ready to go. And then you just throw that overboard. And you open just another crunching. pack of Doritos. <laughs> just crunching. When this bag's finished, lad, we're going to fill that hole so fast. It's going to be great. You're not going to believe it. Um, when they build the park, how soon do we want the mammoths to eat them? Oh, I only hope they go rogue almost immediately. Almost immediately? Would you even give them a week? I mean, like, I want it to be... No, what I want is the press tour where, like, all of the like journalists come around to take photos of the park and the founders and the people who brought the mammoths back to life. I want the mammoths to go wild then. I don't want anyone necessarily to get hurt, but I, I want, want them to know. I want that scene from Jurassic World where that random woman gets absolutely fucking destroyed. That woman who was just doing her job. She gets fucking killed. She gets waterboarded and movie, eaten alive. There's a random woman who's like, she's tasked with like looking after the two kids of like the main character. Yeah. And she's meant to be mean, but ultimately she just seems like a woman in her 20s who's just trying to do her job. But she's not that mean. She's just like looking after them. And then once the dinosaurs start attacking, she just has this death scene that is just like goes on for minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, a couple of dinosaurs take a turn at killing her. And there's, like, a big long shot. Like, it's like Hans Gruber. Like, the villain is getting eaten. And you're meant to be, like, fist bumping. But I'm like, this poor woman's done nothing. <laughs> She's just getting decimated. She's Yeah. And, like, she wasn't even that bad at looking after the kids. Those kids were shit as well. Oh, they, they were dickheads. They were dickheads. I was like, Kill I should have died. <laughs> <laughs> but, so Sean we've got to move on from Mammoths to a story of just old shithousery and just love it just one of our faves because I have 79 year old Torch's car dealer decades after dealership sold him bad jeep oh that's a long time to hold a grudge oh how, often, how long would you hold a grudge Sean 
I mean, it depends, really, because I, I won't actively hold it, but every so often mm. one will just roil up in me. I'll, I'll think know. about it. Yeah, yeah, I'll dwell on it. Do, do we have darkness. any grudges? Between us? Yeah. Uh, just from I your perspective. No, not from my perspective, anyway. Yeah. I think we're easy breezy, you know. But what about you, Connor? I'm interested to hear. So, 79-year-old man. Oh, right. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> no, I, I think we're good. I think, I think we're good on the, on the whole rivalry. The old grudge um, front. Yeah. Um, a 79-year-old man is facing four counts of arson in Indiana after torching four cars at two car dealerships, officials say. A man is accused of setting fire to the vehicles. Um, the 79-year-old is obviously charged with the four counts of arson after he was seen on video around 1am at O'Daniel, at the O'Daniel used car lot in Fort Wayne. The man told the Fort Wayne Police Department that he started the fires as revenge against the dealership, which he said sold him a Jeep with a bad motor and refused to make it right in 1986. <laughs> I mean, so, so he would have been 40 years young, so he would have been about like 35, 40 kind of, kind of age. Yeah. I mean... Look, that is tough. I get why he wouldn't kick up a fuss. Like, something very grim. But I have a feeling this old man might know, the, might be aware of the fact that he's 79. Mm. And I think he just wants to settle some scores before he goes out. Well, here's the thing, because his next line to the police, when they obviously said, well, why did you do this? And he's just like, it was time for the chickens to return to the roost. <laughs> what a cool fucking man. <laughs> <laughs> just pure shit house at the highest level the video what's gas as well though is that probably like the guy who sold him that car probably doesn't work there anymore no he's long gone long gone he was probably in his 60s when he sold him he was <laughs> dead for years the video footage shows the man opening the fuel door of a 2019 jeep compass and placing an ignited road flare inside Jesus. the fuel tube the man then drove off the lot in his car while the jeep was engulfed in flames the fire grew and ignited vehicles on either side of the jeep um, all three vehicles worth more than $70,000 combined were destroyed in the fire after leaving the used car lot the man drove to a second O'Daniel dealership in Fort Wayne he wasn't just he's happy probably, with the one he's after the family like he wants <laughs> to ruin them he was going for La Familia there the man used a knife to cut open the roof of a 2008 Pontiac um, before dropping an ignited road flare again <laughs> through the slit in the roof to the driver's seat. The flare caused the driver's seat to catch fire and created heat and smoke damage to the car's interior. The damage was greater than over 12 grand <laughs> on the second one. Jesus Christ. Damage of 12 grand on like a 2008 Pontiac. That's... <laughs> that's a... that. I mean... Also, how does this man have so... Such easy access to road flares. He's been gathering them for over 30 years, Sean. I mean, I mean, it, I, you're suggesting that this has been planned for 30 I'm years. I'm thinking he, he's waiting. He's been he, waiting for the right time. He, he decided last week, no, mm. I'm going to do it now. I, I think at this point, he probably got maybe news like Gran Torino. Like he gets news that like yeah. he, he's dying in weeks. Like it's, he, he's only got weeks left. And he's going to Gran Torino this. And he's going to just take out his enemies before he goes. Going to blaze a glo- literal blaze of glory, I suppose. Yeah. Um, the man told officers that shortly after purchasing his Jeep in 1986, he placed L- Loctite superglue and another mm. accelerant in the door locks of cars on the O'Daniel lot. While watching the oh. footage, 
Um, the man identified himself to police and said he was upset that he did not get to watch the fires that he had set. <laughs> no remorse. The only thing he misses is that he wasn't there to see it fucking burn. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, it was like 1986. Like, what is the... He's like, I wish I was there to watch more damage. I wanted to cause more. I only had two flares. So at the time when it happened, he went around and glued all the locks of the cars. So he was annoyed in 1986. And so he got sold a bad Jeep. And yeah. he got... And so he went back and he glued all the doors on all the cars, which is okay. It's a bit of a prank, more so than than outright arson. Yeah, and like it's it's a, it, it, it's it's an easier fix than rebuilding a burnt car. I would say mm. the the thing about it is though is that he did the Loctite thing, he did the super glue thing on the cars, and then that maybe satisfied him for a while. <laughs> But then he looked For back. Thirty years. Yeah, but then he looked back. and He's like, "Fuck it, I could have done more. I should have done yeah. more." And he probably would have gotten away with it back in the eighties. To be so fair, on, I'm trying to think. So eighty six. So it's thirty six years ago. Yeah. So what would have happened in the preceding thirty six years is he's lying in bed beside his partner, and yeah. his just eyes are open, looking at the ceiling, and he's like, "I could have done more. Like he deserved more after selling me that shit jeep." He looks like out the driveway. The jeep the str- is still there. And it doesn't. It hasn't worked for months. No, <laughs> the he's been walking. He's been it. walking for thirty six years. He's been walking for months. And he's fit as fuck. Like he's, he's never looked better, shot. But he, oh. he's not happy about it. Um, oh, he wants to be driving around in his big jeep. Yeah, and so he's like looking at the ceiling. It gets like two thousand three, two thousand four. He still brings it up after a few drinks, and like, oh yeah, it's still his, raw. His wife, his husband are just like, just leave. Like, just it's it's fine. Like it was nineteen eighty six. We've got we've got a Prius now. It's fine. It's a plug-in <laughs> hybrid. All of our kids are so grown up, and they've all moved out. Like it's fine. You can just leave. He's like, Tim, no. Little Timmy works for Tesla now. <laughs> and so he's just been just waiting until he's 79. And there's, there's a moment in the past three months where he decides this is the time. And I don't know why. I don't know what kicked it off. But I know that in the pre- previous 36 years, he's been just kind of annoyed at and he's been like, I should have done more. I should have done more. It maybe just took one conversation with somebody, just said, wouldn't like to have any regrets. You know what I mean? I, I want to get everything done. Have you seen the thing in the, on Twitter and stuff? And it's, it's someone with like the mildest inconvenience. And then someone will just reply, me personally, I wouldn't let that stand. I feel like that's what's after happening here. <laughs> Is that someone has just been like, ah, all right. I wouldn't settle for that. Yeah, it just takes one per- like his old friend of like fifty years who's also eighty. He's like, I would have fucked them up that yeah. time that they sold you that jeep. Would have burned that place to the ground, I or maybe he just happened to come into the road flares at that time, and he, he like, just happened to drive past on that night. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, when life gives you road flares, and the fact that he gets pulled over, they're like." Why did you do that? Like, you're clearly going to get arrested for arson. And he's like, look, chickens came home to roost. The only regret I have is I didn't get to watch the fucking fires. Had to drive away. I mean, even as a police officer, you must be like, damn, that's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) That's a cool thing to say. I mean, he just does not give two fucks. He just could not care less. I mean, like, 
I don't, I'm, look, we don't approve of the man's actions. We don't approve mm. of arson. We're anti-arson. I, d- I just the shit houseery of it, the level yeah. of the the level of spite, spite that you have to have. It's a little bit petty as well. <laughs> the <I like>. pettiness <laughs> to be like, I'm just going to burn it down. It's all you deserve. <laughs> And to put the road flare into the fucking tube, like into the, and then also sl- have a knife and slice a hole in the roof and then drop it in there. It's very prepared, the whole thing. I don't know. I think he's a hero, Connor. I think, you know, if someone is that petty and they're, they're willing to wait that long, I just think, okay, look. You just, deserve it, man. You, you, gotta, you gotta go with him. Um, we're moving on to our next piece of news, Sean, and we're going to Florida. Um, and I have two small stories about Florida that I really wanted to co- get to. Uh, the first one is Florida man arrested for using magic card trick to steal Pokemon merch at Walmart. How, okay, how how did he do this? Just so I know how not to do it. <laughs> so his name Tyler Branson, age thirty five. And police state he started st- he started stealing multiple Pokemon items from shelves starting from three weeks ago. So it's been going on for a few weeks. Okay. Um, Branson allegedly used a specific strategy to take the items away from the store without paying, which evolved cards from Magic the Gathering. Um, so right, it has been alleged that he took the items to the self checkout line in Walmart without any intention to pay for some of them. He would manipulate the scatter, the report states, by placing the magic cards he'd already scanned above the non-scanned merch. This meant he was able to bypass the prices being added to his total. Um, Then he would leave without security noticing. Right, so he was just scanning... Like the same pack of magic cards over and over and over again. Yeah, but he would put them on top of the Pokemon cards. I mean, that's quite clever, to be fair. <laughs> You're 100% like, fuck, you know what? Fuck. I have been needing some Pokemon cards. I can't even, I can't even disapprove. Well, I can disapprove of what the man has done. <laughs> but the ingenuity required, I can respect. I like how you, like the idea of you and the force. It's just like, fuck it, I can't, can't argue with his logic. like, dude. <laughs> I'm just like dramatically in the dark being like, chief, I can't bring this one in. He's like me in a way. <laughs> It's just like, you didn't capture that murder last week either. Well, well, he was kind of like me in a way. He liked pancakes, and so we had a lot in common, you know, Chief. We shared a bond, he and I. <laughs> You're constantly creating bonds with like, the worst people. I'm just like, but they still keep me around on the force because my dad's the commissioner. <laughs> just like driving like a guy who's killed 17 people. Just like, getting to the station. What's your favourite colour? Blue... Mine's blue Chief I can't bring him in We're too similar <laughs> I just pull a Yui In the police car Sorry, Where do you, where you, are you going, go? pal <laughs> <laughs> I'll Favorite drop you anywhere green, by the way <laughs> um, So he would Florida man has decided The Pokemon is his next Big thing um, It doesn't say how much He eventually stole They don't actually have a number but what they do know is that he tried to, he had done it for three weeks straight until they realised that guy's buying a lot of Pokemon cards, and the scanner seems to always say, "Geez, he only bought like three dollars worth of cards." I mean, that, that, at, at a certain, I, well, no, no, don't steal. Oh, here don't, we go. I, no, here I'm not go. doing it. I'm not doing it, Chief, Connor, because that'll be incredible. In. <laughs> when I run for president, I don't need this audio to exist. <laughs> Chief, he's too like me. He too has a dream. 
I'm sure didn't Martin Luther King have the dream? Get out. <laughs> um, I think we should move on to our last Florida man story of the day, Sean. Okay. Um, Is he like me at all? Um, no. Uh, oh. Citing Red Bull addiction. Two Florida men arrested for allegedly stealing energy drinks, leading Las Vegas police on chase. Okay. Couple of things about this. Hmm. Number one, I am a devil for a can of monster, I will say. Yeah. Uh, Number two, how are they going to chase him when Red Bull gives you wings? Two very good points. Three, Florida man is in Vegas, so he's gone to Vegas. It's true. And he's, he's been taken out of Florida. He's, but he's, you, he's lost the run of himself, Connor. If you will. Two suspects were arrested after allegedly stealing Red Bull energy drinks and leading the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police on a high-speed chase. Eugene Davis and Angela Sharp face multiple charges of robbery, burglary, conspiracy to commit robbery. Why do you have conspiracy to commit robbery and robbery? Surely... Because you would have planned beforehand to do it. Right, but... If he committed the robbery, surely there's some plan in the... Uh, okay. It's kind of like frowned out, like, because it's like, ah, fucking, you put two weeks of work into this. You know, that kind of way. They also got done with attempted robbery, so... Okay, I mean... So so they've got robbery, conspiracy to commit burglary, and attempted robbery. Um, maybe conspiracy to commit is like you've conspired with someone else to be a oh, part Oh, maybe, of yeah, yeah. And the attempt one makes no sense to me. <laughs> and disobeying a police officer. After their four separate theft investigations and a high-speed chase over the span of a week. According to police, the first incident took place on July 15th at a Smart and Final store on Charleston. Works reported that a man tried to steal 20 cases of Red Bull. The male suspect reportedly told the worker not to approach them and that he had a gun. Workers let the couple go and then later called the police. Yeah, you're not going to risk your life for Red Bull, are you? 20 Red Bulls. <laughs> 20 um, cases, to be fair. So like. um, is it 20, 20 cases of Red Bulls? So six Red Bulls a case, have we said? Yeah. So like 120, 120 individual yeah. cans of Red Bull. The, the second incident took place on July 18th at a Costco on Decatur. Um, police said a heavy set black man had a tree had a cart full of Red Bull, a Dell laptop, and a security camera in his cart. A loss prevention officer spotted the man trying to leave the store through a fire exit without paying. The rest report said when the officer tried to stop the suspect, the suspect stopped wheeling the trolley, turned around, took a fighting stance and said, you want some of this? <laughs> no, I do not, sir. The, uh, also, loss prevention officer is a wild job title. Yeah. In, like, when Florida man is concerned. Because you've like, already lost in many I, ways. There's no way you're winning that argument. Like, no. where are you going with them, bud? Do you want some of this? I am I'm willing. sorry. What the fuck did you just say? I am willing to kill you, me and everyone here to yeah. steal these Red Bulls. <laughs> oh, you're about to lose. <laughs> like, you you value your life. I value no, nothing. Only I, Red Bull. I give no value to anything in this world. Your Except honor. for the things I want to steal. And at that point, I'm willing to do anything. The suspect then apparently struck the, the officer with an elbow to the stomach and a Ooh. fight ensued. Their suspect reportedly threatened to shoot the officer as a female driver pulled up in a vehicle and the suspect got in. The suspect didn't leave with any merchandise and the loss prevention officer got photos of the suspect and the vehicle. Oof. Not great uh, in terms of a mm. getaway. Um, the Did they get through 
the 20 cases of Red Bull they must in have. the four-day interim between the yeah, two robberies. they must have. That's insane. So, because, well, they needed more, shot. But that's like 30 Red Bulls. So between two, 15 Red Bulls per day. Yeah. They're just shaking, I can only assume. They're vibrate. I mean, like they're surely they'd be better at robbery then. They'd be like surely the you could just like vibrate through a wall, yeah, and then steal the stuff. Just become incorporeal and just go in and rob your laptop. <laughs> on July twentieth, a black woman entered a Costco store on Martinell King Boulevard around eleven a.m. and loaded a cart full of Red Bull cases once again. They just they have a team they want to get across. Workers said the woman tried to push the cart out of the store without pay. One of the workers tried to confront the woman, who pushed past her and started running. A man pulled up in a vehicle and started loading up the car and they they drove off. I mean, they've got it down to an art at this point, but they are very energised. <laughs> You're never going to catch them in a race. In a foot race, no, but like once you get into a car, sure. Well, maybe it levels the playing field, but maybe also like their reflexes are so heightened at that point yeah. that they're just like dodging and weaving between They're traffic. smelling colours. A worker tried to stop the theft and, a, and the female suspect said, I'll sp- pepper spray you. You don't want none of this. Um, as they loaded the vehicle. The woman then pepper sprayed the woman in the leg so she didn't get to her face. So she probably just like got it out. And then didn't get it quite away. So the woman is okay. We, we are okay with that. Before they mm-hmm. fled the scene. Um, the manager then called the police. Told the police that the suspect stole Red Bull in a similar way to the previous three cases. Um, and the worker said they stole about 25 cases of Red Bull. Valued at two and a half thousand dollars. So that's, so that's ten dollars a case. Yeah. Is it? Or no, that'd be a hundred dollars a case, is it? Oh, so there's there's more than six in those cases. Oh, it's t- if it's twenty five cases, that's more. That's a hundred dollars a case. Jesus Christ! Say like what? Two dollars for a Red Bull? Maybe fifty yeah. Red Bulls per case? What is going on? Who's um, drinking these? Who's carrying around that trolley? Like you're pushing it. You gotta be. They've got. They're so energetic. I don't think it gives you extra strength, though. It's more <laughs> about the speed. But it makes you forget about your weaknesses. No, you're thinking of MDMA. I am. Sorry. Yes, you're right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, on the next morning, an officer on an unrelated call saw a vehicle matching the suspect vehicle uh, near Arville and Blue Diamond. The officer attempted to stop the car uh, that was being driven by the female. Um, the officer, then the vehicle drove away and, couldn't, and wouldn't stop, breaking multiple traffic laws. The pursuit ended about 15 minutes later when the suspect got out of the vehicle and started walking away. <laughs> How, like, cool guys don't look at explosions walk is what I'm imagining here. The police found approximately 190 unopened cans of Red Bull in the car. <laughs> what the shit? <laughs> Would they not work through the stash before stealing more? Sharp cited a Red Bull addiction as the reason for the incident. Um, they, they also reportedly didn't admit to the other theft incidents. So they only admitted to the one that was the previous day. The one that day. they got caught on, basically. Yeah, but they weren't admitting to the rest of them, even though they clearly did them. It, it, it matches their MO 
very closely. There's only one person. <laughs> There's only two people going around doing that. Um, Davis, however, did not talk to Sharp, as they admitted to all four incidents, but said the violence that happened happened after the thefts, thefts was to defend themselves. Um, and they also said they had an addiction to Red Bull. Is it, I mean, is it that addictive? Maybe, I guess so. Probably is. But yeah, but also, I mean, is it that addictive to, like, it's not MDMA. No. I, w- I would say that you could, you just, like, what would be the side effects? I suppose it's a lot of sugar. You go, you come off that. I, I, I could certainly see a dependency, you know, like. But 190. Oh, no, no that's a bit far. That, that's a problem. Like, that's a, that's a thing going. But it's not like cocaine addictive. <laughs> like, at some point it has to lose its powers. But, well, that's the thing. And then you have to up the dose. Then you've got to so, up the dose. So then, then you're drinking then, more Red Bulls. Drinking more Red Bulls. Like, mm. uh, I, I mean, I don't, like, I'm trying to think of my own caffeine. I love, like, a cup of coffee and a monster per day. Like, that's... The can of monster a day, lad. That's too much. <laughs> Not every day, but most ah, days. A lot of see, days. You've gotten back on yourself. No, That's a just, classic addictive person. I <laughs> no, can not stop every day, like. whenever. <laughs> you can stop whenever you want, but I'd like you to stop now. <laughs> nah, it's the sugar-free monster. It's fine. <laughs> It's just that's worse because then it's just pure glucose. No, it's pure caffeine, man. It's great. <laughs> um, I had a Red Bull once before a match, and oh. I oh boys, I was ready to go. Well, when that first whistle went, I was like, I'm, I'm into because I don't drink Red Bull, so I was like, I, I think so I was it tired. Hit you, like all at once. Like I, I was tired. I think I hadn't got any sleep, and then I had a Red Bull before the match, and I was like, I am willing to run <laughs> seven hundred miles <laughs> to win. <laughs> <laughs> I was. We had to do a presentation in college once, and I had uh, an americano, a double espresso, and two cans of Red Bull before the Too presentation. Much. I don't know, and I, I sat back down, and uh, one of my friends was just like, "I couldn't understand a word you just said." <laughs> <laughs> You breeze through that. That was meant to be twenty just, minutes. That was like seven. <laughs> just mumbling, just completely, just you're not even saying words. If you slow me down, it was a great presentation. Yeah, but you, you'd gotten through fourteen minutes and six. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was like watching a YouTube video on two times speed. Sean, <laughs> I think that's it for this week's weird news. What a week, Connor! Would you like me to take us out? Yeah, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you to everyone who supports us over on the Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast. Link to that in the description. And shoutouts, of course, go to watch the Yes And 24-hour D&D charity live stream starting 12pm, 27th of August, New Zealand Standard Time. Waffles will be DMing. Uh, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin Chunky Lobes Palmer, Ryan Technically Fine Evanson, Sean Chucking in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Hilmroos, Lil Dicky, I'm from Colorado and have pushed a peanut up my nose. Uh, sorry, push, uh, not pushed a peanut up your nose, pushed a peanut with my nose up a mountain, but Where's you that? don't hear me bragging McGrew. Jeez, I got through that one. Yeah. Uh, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, The Fabulous Frogman, Sam, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Sackman41, Frost and Buster. Thank you all 
for the continued support. You're absolutely brilliant people and we really appreciate y'all sticking around. There are other ways to support the show. You can go to the merch store link below, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Divilment's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. I shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.